This is an ABC podcast. Another set for Canberra. The ball's played now to Hodgson. That was tackle zero. He works the ball left. Away to Whiten. Powers through. Scores a try. Canberra hits back. Dennis Carnahan faints. Whiten did it with a solo run. He's played in a grand final. Won a Dalian medal. Represented New South Wales. And claimed a World Cup for Australia. So when Canberra's Jack Whiten announced he'd test his value on the open market... It had an NRL feeding frenzy written all over it. But money isn't always everything. The Raiders left a small fortune on the table to nominate South Sydney as his club of choice. Why is that? How angry is Canberra? What about the rest of the league as they watch the Bunnies squeeze another star into a backline that already sparkles with talent? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Emma Lawrence is plugged into Rugby League. She reports on all things NRL for Channel 9. Emma, when did the Raiders first get the feeling that Jack Whiten might be a hard man to hold on to? Stacky, I think when he started mentioning wanting to win a comp, I think that was the beginning of the end for the Raiders. So he decided not to take his option, which was a player option for next year, that wasn't necessarily the end because he could have explored his options and then ended up staying. But I think once you start hearing, oh, I really want to win a premiership, that essentially indicates that he doesn't think he can do it at the Raiders and the fact that South are in a good spot to win a comp. Plus, he's got his great mates Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell there. All three of them have the same manager. So I think they would have got the sense that uh, the Rabbitohs were always going to be front runners. We've got a really stable squad. We've got some players coming in at their prime foot in. There's some real talent in our squad and um, stability is important. Like I said, we, we haven't gone to market. Um, to bring a player of Jack's quality in would, would add that little 5% we're looking for to help us chase our premiership. Look, I'll say at least it didn't take too long. This kind of all unfolded in a week and sometimes these things drag on for months. So massive, massive win for the Rabbitohs. He's 30 years old. It kind of is an interesting one for me because he spoke about wanting to put club first, about wanting to put family first. And I, I sort of read that as oh, this is a guy wanting to get one last big contract before he hangs up the boots. We know the Dolphins had been desperate to land a big name. We know the Tigers were even more desperate. Both had cash to burn, but as you touch on, it's not where he landed. What can you tell us about why he's chosen to go for South Sydney? The ability to win a comp is massive. I was surprised too in a sense that, look, Jack Whiten is a quiet, quiet guy who likes that sort of country, laid-back lifestyle, but it's a bit more quiet. Uh, this club has looked after Jack and his family to no end, and I'm very comfortable with what we've done for Jack over many, many years. And, and I also know Jack appreciates that. Jack Jack knows himself he's a Raider, and he loves the club, but it's a, it's a business decision for, for Jack, and it's a business decision for us too. So we'll treat it that way, but uh, obviously we'd love to have Jack stay. Sydney's going to be a big change for him, and... They're in the spotlight a lot more. They tend to fly under the radar at Canberra. But I just think that, you know, Jack Whiten has almost done it all in rugby league. He has won a World Cup. He's won an Origin Series uh, with the Blues as well. Came so close with the Raiders. They made it to the grand final in uh, 19, but uh, then fell short against the Roosters. So I think he's probably scarred by that and um, is realistic in the fact that Let's be honest, the Raiders probably won't win a comp. Look, you never know in rugby league, but uh, they're not favourites to win a comp in the next couple of years, that's for sure. But I think the money situation is what has many questioning it. The fact that really he's probably left around $800,000 on the table if he had have stayed at Canberra. So, yeah, a lot of the time the last contract players go for money, but for Jack White, it's not the case. 
I want to know about his connection with Latrell Mitchell. Was the best indication that he was super close with Latrell when the pair got arrested pre-season for a playful wrestle and Whiten reportedly telling police, if you're going to lock him up, you better take me too. Surely we should have known right there and then that this was a strong bond and maybe a trip to the Cardinal and Myrtle could be on the cards. Their bond is something, I mean, you can have mates, but those two, I think the three of them with uh, Cody Walker, uh, Josh Adekar is really close to them as well, was always a strong indication. And Jack is a guy, yeah, he's a family man, but he's also someone who keeps his mates really close. And the fact that they're managed by the same management company, I think, okay, if we had have said last week, all right, take a guess, where is he most likely going to end up? I think most would have said the Rabbitohs, despite the fact that Dolphins could afford more and, and yeah, the Raiders could afford more as well, but... The Raiders have now made a complaint to the NRL, want the NRL to investigate, saying, how is this, you know, the fact that he's taking such less money, they think maybe there's something dodgy going on. And uh, NRL CEO Andrew Adder has confirmed they will be looking into it. Yeah, aside from Canberra, you know, you're plugged in and talking to the clubs, to the NRL, the player agents. What's been the broader industry reaction to the Bunnies' potential acquisition? Naturally, even just uh, chatting to other journalists, a lot would say, how can they fit him in? You know, everyone likes to make jokes. They make it with the roosters about the salary sombrero and then others making jokes about, oh, is Russell going to be, you know, giving him some cash on the side? But realistically, the, the bunnies, when you break down the figures, can fit him in. They may have to let some other players go as a result. But when you take a look at the entire list and approximate figures of what everyone's on, there is a way it could be done. But the issue is market value. So without getting too nitty-gritty, the NRL will look at what is a market value because he's reportedly going to be playing in the centres. And the market value for a centre is a lot less than the market value for a 5'8", which is one of your premier playmakers. So that's where it gets a bit murky. Some are then suggesting, well, okay, the Adam Reynolds situation, basically to, to remind everyone, Adam Reynolds was the captain of the club, a club legend. He was getting older. He was beyond 30, had injury issues. The club didn't want to give him a long-term deal. Said, we'll just give you one year, but yet they've given Jack White in four years. So I think... Some are saying, well, how would poor old Adam Reynolds feel about this? But you know what? At the end of the day, it gives us something to keep talking about. And there's always some issue going on in rugby league. From a South Sydney point of view, you've sort of touched on the salary cap perspective. But what about an on-field chemistry perspective? You know, trying to fit in Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, and now Jack White, and amongst others into that star-studded backline. There's only one ball, Emma. How does it work from a chemistry point of view? I think chemistry-wise, he'll be um, he'll be a good fit. Like they've got Campbell Graham um, on one centre, but Jack White will play in the centres. But the other option, I, I don't think they will put him in the halves. You can have Cody Walker and Jack White in the halves, but they have invested in young Lachlan Ilias. I think of the fact that he's played with a lot of these boys at rep and like Origin and Kangaroos level as well. So he's played with Damien Cook, Cameron Murray, played with Latrell, played with Cody. So I think the chemistry will be there. I'm sure there's a couple of the outside backs at the Bunnies that are thinking, oh, well, that spells the end of things for me. You know, there's, they've got a lot of players that have been rotated through that back line. Um, Isaiah Tass, Isaac Thompson, a couple of these young players coming through that no doubt are thinking, oh, well, where does that leave things for me? I think the majority of players are probably thinking, how good is this? It will help our premiership chances. Shortish restart. Missed by Felt. Taken by Whiten. And he'll score a try in the left corner with no one, no one tending the goal line. Uh, and also, if Lachlan Elias or Cody Walker goes down with a long-term injury, they don't just have to blood a 20-year-old into the halves that hasn't played a lot of first grade. They've got a ready-made replacement. The biggest thing I like about Jack is his versatility. You know, he's... 
top-level player, and that's what's made him such a good origin player in several positions. And, you know, it's hard to turn away from a guy that can offer that much to a club. He can almost play in the like at locker in the back row. He's, he, you could really shove him anywhere, but centre seems to be the, the spot where he will end up. Just finally, you touched on the fact that the National Rugby League is going to look at this and how legitimate it is. Can you see a world in where they block this? Like, what sort of action could the NRL really take? No, I don't think there would be any chance. And South, uh, their CEO, Blake Solly, is very experienced. Their football staff in terms of Brock Schaefer, Mark Ellison, they're all, they've been around for a long time. They haven't, they've done their due diligence. They would have gone and looked at, can we get this through? What's the market value for a centre? They would have looked at the top centres in the game, say a, a Stephen Crichton and they would have had everything in a row before they're ready to lodge this to the NRL. I don't see any chance where the NRL are blocking this. I think the the Raiders are probably, I mean, and naturally so, they're still through that they've lost some of their star players. Jack knows I want him here, and that's the most important thing for me. I, he knows my um, feelings about uh, him as a person and uh, as a football player, and I want him to be a Raider. Regardless of where you sit on that, I would say I, I can't see any way that this gets blocked from the NRL. Emma Lawrence, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. No worries. Anytime. Thank you. And just one more thing. Canberra has released a statement to fans quoting coach Ricky Stewart saying the Raiders had done everything possible to retain Whiten. He went on to say, as a club, we believe the current contracting system where players can sign well out from the end of their current contract is flawed. It is not fair to you, who I see as our major stakeholders, the club, and as importantly, the players. I know it would have been hard for you, our Raiders fans, because I know what the feeling was like for me to see an image of Jack in a South jersey, albeit digitally altered, on the back page of a Sydney paper today. Ouch. Headlines. And staying with league, the NRL has announced a women's origin expansion this year that will see a two-game series with fixtures in Townsville and at Parramatta Stadium. Speaking of expansion, the ABC political team is reporting the federal government will make a huge funding commitment to a new Aussie rule stadium in Hobart. This all but guarantees a 19th team in the AFL to be based out of Tasmania. That team would join in 2027, in all likelihood, playing at Hobart and Launceston while the new stadium is completed. The AFL community is still reeling after the Anzac Day Classic that saw Collingwood edge out Essendon in a 13-point thriller. The story within the result is Nick Dacos, son of Peter, brother of Josh, absolute all-round weapon. His 40-possession, two-goal performance has many questions being asked. Is he even better than his dad? Is this the best start to a career since Chris Judd? Could he win the Brownlow in his second season? It's a lot to take on board for a young man. It was quite sweet to hear him talk about his father's words of advice leading into the Anzac Day clash. Yeah, during the week, Dad actually grabbed me for a chat, which was really nice. And um, he said, you know, as long as you're pleasing yourself um, and the club, they're the only two things you need to focus on. So um, that meant a lot to me. Um, And, yeah, I'm very grateful for him for that. And Australian Jock Landale and the Suns have closed out their series with the LA Clippers to advance to the final eight in the NBA playoffs. Phoenix will next play Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. That will be gold in more ways than one. Landau has had limited time in this series, but he is living the dream with an NBA contender featuring Kevin Durant, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. It's a pretty cool story, and we spoke to him about it. You can listen to that. There is a link in our episode notes. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to Fox Sports and 2GB for the extra audio used in this episode. 
Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.